0: Quand on s'est suicida la scène, on s'aimait pas tout nous. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon! It's, uh, uh, je m'appelle
1: Max. <laughs> Hooray. Oh yeah, I forgot we're introducing yeah, you ourselves. You've got to je m'appelle yourselves. Je m'appelle Chris.
2: Yes. Uh, je m'appelle Darcy. Here well, we there we go. <laughs> Did you say it? Wow. We yeah. just,
0: but- Sorry, the connection's so bad. Yeah.
2: I have a. F- we just said it, and I have yeah. a. F- Max just sat there and went. Did anyone even speak? Oh,
1: yeah, we were going to re- record in person, but because of timing, I was like, let's just do it on Zoom instead. And then in s- like this has this happened. Happened to be the one time yeah. that like, you know, like our connection's really bad.
2: See, this is the problem because I was already down near Max's area, and I could have just gone.
1: You would have
0: been sat there a while. I was at work.
2: No, I I, I was. I was at someone's house and I could have just come over after and then all I hear is well he doesn't have a second mic and I was like well that plans out the window and then I guess I'll go back home
0: I guess so well (laughs) now we're all at home
2: and now this has happened so yeah Yeah.
0: well next Next week week, we'll be together Chris isn't too lazy we'll do it then how we've been doing I'm
2: looking at at him because I'm just like well
0: yeah good week
2: yeah
1: or bad week yeah, I've just been, just been working the whole time, I working full-time now, so I've five days a week, barely have a t- time to breathe by myself.
2: Whereas I'm kind of the opposite, where I'm sort of just, because I'm working from home, I'm just losing, I'm losing track of days. I actually don't know what day it is, like ever. I thought it was Wednesday today, genuinely. It is
0: not. We're recording this on a Tuesday.
2: I know, I don't know what's going on at the moment. I feel like there's, I don't really have a lot of structure. At the moment, where I'm just sort of on a laptop, like nearly 24 hours a day.
1: How's your week been, Max? Um, it was alright, I guess.
0: It's been alright. I mean, it's Tuesday, so could be worse, I guess. Went to the beach uh, a couple of times. Or was it once? Maybe just the once, I don't know. But the beach is always nice, since we live near the coast. And yeah. summer is nearing its close. figured might as well just go there. Make the most of it before it all yeah. stops and going in the sea And then
2: gives you, you go down there it rains, yeah. yeah. Literally, it's vile
1: in the winter. Yeah, the weather's been all over the place recently as well, mm. so you've got to make the most of those sunny days.
2: Yeah, my sister says that. She's like, oh, if I live by the beach, I'd go every day. And I'm like, you do kind of take, um, take it for granted, though, a little bit when you live there, because you can't go to the beach every day, which is a weird thing to say. Especially when you live here and you can't actually get to the beach without getting a train.
0: Yeah, luckily we can just. Well, we we could walk it if we wanted to. Like really wanted to. Well, maybe you guys couldn't.
2: Yeah, I kind of could. Really determined to get yeah, to just the beach. Take <laughs> a couple of hours,
1: but we could do uh, it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You just get the bus though. Why not? But I, yeah, mean, I that say why fascinates not. Fascinates me. The, the people on the buses here are not not the most courteous. Not the kindest of people.
2: Mm. No, I mean it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. But buses are a bit tragic round and round.
0: I'm now intimately familiar with the bus routes because I don't have a bike anymore. <laughs> so hey. just uh Oh I've been you ta- have you taking the bus yeah. as
2: well. It's it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: all right. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say fun.
2: Yeah, I used to pay Yeah, no, I used to pay like eighty five pounds a month to get the bus.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Extortion at prices. Yeah. No point. Yeah, exactly. Why do you think That's I It's ridiculous. I, I use a bike. Not anymore, but I do think I used to use a bike. Anyway.
2: <laughs> and then the people of Portsmouth robbed you of it.
0: Yeah, Christ. Demand it back. <laughs> Speaking of things I, I demand <laughs> back, That's what you should is do. Um, a bit of time from last episode to correct myself. I did say that Chaos Walking uh, was based done? on like all three books, but that is not the case. <laughs> It's not the case. Oh, is it only based on one book? It's based on the first book, yeah. So I apologise, but it does not make me hate the movie any less, or any more. I feel exactly the same. (laughs) That movie still sucks.
2: That's fair. (laughs) We like a little edit, you know.
0: I was like pissed off with myself when I was listening back to it. I was like, nah, you fool. You fool. (laughs) Why are you saying this isn't true? Well, I've corrected myself now. So do you listen
2: go. to every episode, Max?
0: At least once. <laughs> Someone's <Yeah>. got it. <laughs> I don't
2: know if I, I don't know if I can. I get too like awkward. Like um, I listened back to that episode where I wasn't around. Yeah. You know the one where uh, the one with Roma. Yeah, yeah. And I was just listening to my voice notes, and I was just cringing. I I can't do it. I used to listen to the podcast every week before I joined, and now I don't.
1: We've lost a lesson. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but gained a host <laughs> yeah I not I, I listen to it to yes. like, mostly see what we can improve I guess try to bring something else mm. to it the next week <sighs> well
2: I love is uh, every week where Max goes good episode guys like I'm waiting for him to be like this episode was terrible and <laughs> one <I'm> day <doing laughs> we'll it just again. be
0: like that was actually appalling <laughs> 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 did we do that like one time oh no we like, recorded an entire episode one time this was like in the early days and then it like just stopped immediately after recording, and like my laptop crashed. We were like, that was great. We can't upload it now.
1: It's just gone. Yeah. Yeah, Max's laptop crashed, so it stopped recording, and we were using Discord at the time. Oh, wow. And for some reason, Discord just decided to stop recording like five minutes in, so we couldn't even use the recording from the call.
2: Is, is that why we now use whatever we've got yeah, here? Yeah, that's okay. why we use Zoom now. I mean, Zoom is a bit more reliable, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks, Zoom.
1: It was only because I used um, Discord for Cold to the Touch, my old podcast.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Bring it back. Hmm. Bring it yeah, back. Yeah, with
1: that episode, we'd always message each other afterwards and be like, that episode was probably quite shit. <laughs> I think that was because It seems like we... something
2: that Kai would say every episode, God, I was shit. I was so drunk. Yeah, God, I, I think it was just because
1: we got progressively drunker and drunker while recording. <laughs>
2: I thought it was amazing, personally. I actually loved it. I used to get my little Nintendo Switch out, play Animal Crossing, and listen to it. I loved it.
1: Mm. Maybe one day we'll bring it back.
2: Petition <laughs> Callum to restart yeah. Cult to the Touch. I hope he listens to this podcast. Probably not. No, I doubt it.
0: We don't drink we're on this podcast, right though. Now. <laughs> Respect it too much.
1: Yeah, we're professionals. are
0: very professional.
2: We drink coffee and tea only. Ugh.
1: <sighs> Maybe one day we'll do a drunk episode. Is there actually mm. anything in this copy? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that would be
0: kind of really like, terrible. It. I feel like that would not go well.
2: What, <laughs> drinking on the podcast?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, we'd think it would be funny and then you'd actually listen to it back and it's just like completely yeah, incoherent. We cannot upload well, this.
2: Cons- yeah, like, considering how little I remember of the films and stuff already, I, rec- I reckon I would just get on and I'd just be... Nabbering on about nothing because I have no idea what's going on, most likely.
0: I wanted or to just talk chatting
2: about how much I hate films.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to talk briefly about something that happened that we didn't mention in the last one because it hadn't happened uh, prior to us recording the mm-hmm. last one. But uh, Sean Locke, a notable comedian, face of like uh, eight out of ten cats, uh, a really great stand up. He died recently from cancer. I wanted to bring it up because uh, I I really admired him a lot. I thought he was uh, one of the best in the British comedy uh, game. He really brought a lot to uh, the industry, I feel. It was very sad to hear of his passing.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was it well was really sad. A couple of years ago at work, every single day when i'd go for lunch someone would be watching clips from eight out of ten cats does countdown and it was because of him i like watched the entirety Mm -hmm. of that show on 4od because i just found him so funny Mm -hmm. he had so many incredible just bits on that show where they clearly just let him just go loose and do what he wants like there was a clip i watched um the day i found out he died um where he's on the show and he's like talking about the tiger who went down to the pub for a pint—it's <laughs> like a fake kids' book all about this tiger that goes to the pub.
2: They're making that book now.
1: Yeah, and they're probably publishing that. it. It's so funny. And there's also the infamous carrot in a box game that they did on that show.
2: I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I actually because I didn't really watch um like eight out of ten cats or anything like that. But um, when I told my sister, she was pretty upset. Like yeah. she she was. Mega I've never sad. watched
1: any of his stand-up but I definitely would like to do that because he's, he's really a funny. very funny guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched yeah. a, a stand-up just, special a of a
0: shit, on 4OD uh, the other day. It was called Keep It Light. Mm-hmm. I would recommend that. It's quite It's like quite short. 45 minutes. It's Yeah, it's, it is funny. Um, it's just uh, yeah. I was like binging 8 out of 10 cancer countdown countdown uh, when I heard about it. That show is so good. That was like in an era where all the yeah. uh, Channel 4 shows like swapped over, and like, people did each other's shows, and that was the only one that stuck, because it was so good.
1: Yeah, that show is really funny. Yeah, he was probably my favourite mm. presenter on that show, to be fair. Yeah. I know he left 8 out of 10 cats at one point, mm. and it definitely got a lot weaker after he left. It did. Well, he's such well, a... he was actually really funny. <laughs> he's got such an, <laughs> an electric personality,
0: I think he brought a lot to the table, uh... You know, it's still, it still—it was still all right, I guess. But he was like the heart of that show, I think, <laughs> along with like, well, yeah. Was Jimmy Carr really, or is it more like, like he he was doing it? He was playing the games. So.
2: I mean, I'll be totally honest. I think that's one of the reasons I haven't watched it yeah, is because I, I, I don't really like, like him.
1: It's not My even that I don't like him. It's just his laugh is so <laughs> annoying.
2: Well that too but i just i just never vibed
1: with i him. think he like, can be funny i just hate his laugh it just ruins it
2: yeah i i just i just don't watch it because i just don't like him <laughs> but all the clips i've seen are quite funny but i think it's because yeah. he's not in them.
1: <laughs> you used to have john richardson on the show as well who's another really great yeah. oh,
3: british comedian
1: i like him a lot he also left sadly mm-hmm. i think they left around about the same time actually
0: well, it was—it was never a show that was like supposed to happen, I guess. But we got it, nah. and probably just uh, be grateful for what we got because it was bloody good. Uh, and yeah, just to round this off, I don't want to talk too much about it because it's sad. But yeah, I would say just like watch, mm. watch that show, watch more episodes with him on it, and uh, definitely watch his stand-up uh, special because
1: that was that was really good as well, and I like that a lot. Yeah. And if you don't want to watch a full episode of the show because you hate Jimmy Carr, there's <laughs> pre- plenty of compilations on yeah. YouTube of literally just his best bits that f- Channel Four made themselves, I think. So
2: good on them. Good, they're I think, yeah, all really they, funny. Uh, didn't they make one a couple of days after he died, or the same I think day? Because so. I'm pretty sure I've seen them like on Twitter or something before.
0: Mm. It was like a season that came out earlier this year. I think I did a lot of those. Okay. Was he on them? That's that.
1: <laughs> I think so. Mm. But yeah, let's
0: make something. Uh, let's make us make this a bit happier. Now. <laughs> so we watched some French movies. Some awesome French movies. Uh, the French movie. That was the uh, awesome. the goal. Yeah, and Chris changed his recommendation as I'm speaking <laughs> yesterday. Uh, at about I don't know mm-hmm. nine at night.
1: <laughs> That's. No, it's about sorry. six or seven. Yeah, well, I think it was oh, about half six, six or seven o'clock. Or sorry. Yeah. So I watched four movies. <laughs> yeah,
2: it doesn't make it any better, but
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, I picked Insonde, um, the Denis Villeneuve movie. Incredible movie. Turns out it's just impossible to get hold of. It so actually is. If you our internet tried it for was it. just like so poor yesterday. We couldn't like find it. We couldn't like watch it. Yeah, at all. It,
2: it it would so uh. Start downloading and then stop and then go back and then go forward. So it, at the end, I think it said it had like seven hours to download. And we were like, this is never happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he just switched it to a film that both me and Max happened to own on DVD. I thought Max wouldn't rewatch it because he'd watched it less than a week prior. But he decided to do it anyway. Hey, man, yeah. he's
2: dedicated to the podcast. He'd I'm watch it troopler. again for the podcast, man. Yeah.
0: I wanted to
1: get some notes down. Hmm. So what did you recommend? I picked the 2001 movie Amelie, directed by Jean-Pierre Jeunet. It's a film about a girl called Amelie who um, discovers that she has this gift for helping others. And the whole film is kind of just her um, hooked up in this plot where she's met this person. She's bumped into this stranger that she is falling in love with and she wants to create this really crazy story love story of them getting together but at the same time she's going around and trying to make the lives of all the people around her far better that's kind of the plot of the movie um, yeah it kind
2: of covers it doesn't yeah
1: it? yeah so none of us had actually watched this movie before technically because mm-hmm. max you'd watched it like Few days ago, yeah, I was thinking of recommending so it. So technically, this is like, yeah. So, what did we all think of it?
2: Uh, it sucked. Straight up. Loved it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no,
1: nah, I mean, it it was good. I
0: like it a lot. I don't like it as much as you guys. You think, but I felt. Yeah, was like I, I've noticed that as if Wes Anderson made a French movie, <laughs> and I was like, these bastards are going to. Yeah, make we're this getting shit quite up. predictable,
2: aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: I knew you were gonna love it. I feel I like it. the
2: second, some like this is it. Like um, we have become too predictable, especially me, because the second, like the second that like little shot came in, you know, on uh Emily's dad, I was like, this is a fucking Wes Anderson film. Yeah, like that just. Zoop. He likes to watch movies, and I was like, "That's, <laughs> that's yeah." I, I, did, I didn't
1: really know anything about this movie, mm. but I kind of expected it would just be kind of like a generic sort of the French like, <laughs> romantic comedy that was just in French. That's what I thought. So when to you be get honest. like the intro, which reminded me heavily of *The Royal Tenenbaums*, where they're like introducing Amelie's family, like growing up, that just like I was just like, "Oh, okay, this is what we're going with," and yeah. I just really loved the movie.
2: I actually, um, I was kind of thrown off at first because obviously I was like, oh, okay, this is like a really cool film. Then all of a sudden it was like, and this is Blubber. Blubber is their fish. And I'm like, what is this random <laughs> yes, tangent? The suicidal of this, fish. Yeah, the suicidal fish that like gets yeeted into like... <laughs> yeah,
1: just jumps <laughs> out <ripper>. of the... <laughs> it's so
2: weird. <laughs> and I thought, okay, this film's going in some weird directions. Okay, like I thought, oh, okay, it might have like one of those... Um, You know, like, sort of of quirky, but not, like, to the point where, like, you have suicidal fish. Like, I I wasn't expecting it. But I liked it. I actually really enjoyed this film. Like, it was, I kind of... But everyone talks about it, don't they? When they talk about, like, classic films. I've heard about this film come up all the
1: time. One of the most famous French movies, I'd say. It's like a film that I've just heard about all my life.
2: Yeah, same. Like, literally, whenever you go on, like, film four, they're like, oh, they're classics. And then there's just, like, Emily. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But what is it? Just and then movie about I found a out girl. that it's actually sick. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah. yeah. well
1: wow. I've actually had Apparently. the DVD for like over a year, just sat there waiting to be watched. Ah, you're welcome. I'm
2: glad we watched it actually. Um, it was it was a wel- welcome treat for me, I think.
0: Yeah, and I, well, I say I had no problem watching it twice, but I did have to watch it again like near midnight, so I had to split it up on the second go round, and I watched half of it. Last night and half of it this morning. I still liked it about as much as the same. I, I don't know because I, d- I didn't. This was not the kind of movie that I felt like. I, if I watched it a second time, my opinions would drastically change. It's just like a fun movie, and I liked it a lot. And I think what I get from it is about just what it can give you on a first go round. So, as much as I do love it, and I'm gonna just bring it down a little bit I didn't think it was like amazing I just thought it was really nice really wholesome and like quirky uh thought the acting was very good and I didn't expect it to be so comedic but also uh, some some of the comedy didn't really work for me as much as I feel like it should have
2: yeah some of it had like this weird air of like they're making a joke but I didn't really find it like funny it was just kind of like you know when you kind of like scoff, it's kind of like a, huh. it was that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Not even that. It's like, okay. They were trying to be funny there. I, don't get I thought it, most but, of the comedy yeah.
1: work. There weren't many bits that I didn't find funny.
0: Yeah. It's like that bit where um, they're like introducing Emily and it's like, uh, oh, her father won't touch her apart from like a monthly checkup, which makes her heartbeat. Like, really fast, and that just leads him to believe that she's like perpetually ill, yeah. And that's why, like, they never went on holiday. <laughs> that I like, really yeah,
2: fun. I like the fact that she grows up and he's like, We never traveled, and she'll be like, Yeah, because my heart condition, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs>
0: like,
1: well, so he just ignores her, yeah, he, he just, really, d- I don't
0: know, it's just whatever. I guess he loves her, but he's not really yeah. giving her any attention.
2: Yeah, but he seems socially inept, I feel like, a lot of it, but then they all, everyone in this film sort of seems, like, really inept in some sort of way, like, you know, awkward but just almost uncomfortably awkward, like, if you were to ever meet them, you just want to, like, shrivel up and run away.
1: That's French people for you.
2: How do do you know that's the French people?
1: (laughs) I've been been to to France. France, they're all like that.
2: I've been to France, and I've never had that. I've never had that experience.
1: No, no, the complete
0: opposite.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them like to, you know, like, kiss your cheeks and shit. I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah. They're all right, probably.
2: (laughs) Chris is biased.
1: (laughs) What do we all think of, like, the really weird opening where they're, like, introducing Amelie's mother and, like, her father, like, and it leads up to a shot of a real-life birth, like, just... Out of nowhere, like a two second shot of a woman giving <laughs> birth. And it just cuts to the opening title. Cut.
2: I, do you know what? I didn't even think about that part. I was I was thinking you were about to say, and then that part where that woman crushes her mum to death. And I was like, what the <laughs> well, fuck? That
1: was pretty hilarious. Yeah, that no, bit it caught me. Like off. just like guard. a was really <laughs> quick shot of a woman giving birth.
2: I, I, I don't think I paid attention to that part. Well, that makes I sense. definitely didn't see no real birth.
1: It's about her life. Oh. What better place to start?
2: Mm, yeah,
1: mm, mm. I just wasn't expecting this film to start off with a, a real shot of a woman giving birth. I'll, just,
3: I, I'll yeah, have to. I was, I was quite shocked yeah. at
0: like the first time I watched it. I was like, "Wait a minute, there's like a lot of shit happening in this." And then I looked. I was like, "Oh, it's a 15 I thought it was like a twelve, 15. but no, it's yeah. so that you can oh, you can have a bit more. Okay, yeah, you can have it. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't
2: Cause even like, check because um, I just didn't. I just saw you put the DVD, and I didn't even even look.
1: It's a very there's swearing. There's there's quite a a lot of of, sexual stuff in it.
2: Oh, the sexual stuff is actually so fucking funny. Like normally, I'm not like a twelve year old when it comes to that sort of thing, but there was something so funny about the way that they did it. It was so weird.
3: Yeah,
2: like that. What that 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 you know that weird. um, that blonde lady was like, "It's my sciatica. and like she was getting off with that guy in like the restaurant toilet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just, oh yeah, my and, god! And, like, the why entire that restaurant funny. just
1: shaking. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I don't know
2: why that was. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was golden to me.
1: And there's the bit like very <laughs> early on where they're introducing you to Amelie and they're like, she's only ever had like two partners, and she's just like, there's like a shot of them her having sex with someone. She's like. Looks like she's laughing.
2: Yeah, she just looks like she's yeah. over it. She's like, this guy can't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he can't. That's what they say. She's
0: like and she's over it and now she, she just uh does her own thing. Yeah. It's like she's she's yeah. she's seen life <laughs> life's little pleasures and like mm. cultivates just uh small everyday things that make her
1: happy. <laughs> Cause men are so disappointing.
2: <laughs> I mean
1: as much like um, sex and stuff, as there is in this film, I don't think it really needs to be a fifteen. Like, there's no swearing in it at all. They say like "crap" twice, apparently.
2: oh, you can't say "crap," Chris. Mm-hmm. You can say that in AU.
1: Whoa! But yeah, there's not not, not a lot, though. I think justifies it being a fifteen. Yeah, like t- I think most like twelve-year-olds like have seen porn and shit. And yeah, but didn't you see, did you see? Did you see
2: any like? F- Frontal nudity. There's a lot of boobs remember. in it. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I couldn't boobs? remember
1: if there
0: was loads of boobs in so it, was that right.
1: guy who worked in a, uh, a porn shop.
2: Oh, yeah, where they're pricing up like, yeah. dildos and stuff. There was that, also yeah. that
1: um, yeah. random flasher you see as willy at one point. I
2: didn't see a flash as willy.
1: What? Nope. <laughs> I didn't see Did that. you see
2: a flasher's willy, Willie Max? Because I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> I'm <thinking laughs> Chris is like, uh, You are thinking Have of a seen different movie. Have the same film? you are thinking i don't remember
2: movies. seeing a flash as willie i promise you
0: i know is what you're talking a- about and it's not this movie <laughs>
2: is oh, it not yeah. this it's, movie
0: th- is it
1: max's film
2: oh yeah. Yeah, yeah well that's a spoiler alert for everyone in max's Both movie f-
1: film about women <laughs> so it's just all the same to me i don't
2: remember that happening in <clears> that <throat> film either
1: for god's sake well we'll get to that
2: well, I think I should start making notes on these films because I don't and I just sort of go by Maybe. my memory and my memory's pretty shit. So I should probably So is start. mine apparently. Yeah. yeah I should clearly. probably just start making notes.
0: I like that her father like doesn't care about her at all and then like she she steals his garden gnome which is like his prized possession stands over like uh, her mother's ashes in the garden and then cuz like he never goes anywhere so she like, gives the gnome to a flight attendant that she knows and then she takes the gnome to all these different places in the world and starts sending the dad like Polaroids and yeah. the gnome in different places. It's like, yeah, look <laughs> oh, what you could be doing, fun. but the gnome is doing it instead. that's
2: exactly it like chris made it quite sinister yesterday because he just turned around to me he was like what would you do if i started becoming obsessed with collecting garden gnomes and i was like what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about (laughs) these are the kind of conversations that we end up having because of these fucking movies i mean i thought it was quite cool like at the end when his dad uh, when her dad was like do you know what i'm gonna finally go travel fuck this shit i'm gonna go yeah i like, I like how that, yeah. um amelie's she, she like doing all these her. yeah
1: all right, go ahead i like how she's doing like all these nice things for a lot of people and then she's just like also fucking with people at the same time yeah. oh what
2: was that geezer what was, was his, his one name duty, but... just,
1: she's just fucking with it
2: yeah like uh, she like yeah. break, uh, she copies his keys yeah, and Colignan. goes into his flat yeah and she's yeah. like you want to plug in your lamp no 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 you want some whiskey? No, no, no. It was just yeah. She like really puts funny. a
1: nail in the cord for his lamp so when he plugs it in, it explodes. She puts See, salt really in his dangerous. whiskey. Really dangerous.
2: Really dangerous. She like stuff.
1: changes one of the he was a dick. um number. <laughs> he was. Yeah,
2: but he didn't. He shouldn't have died. That's murder. She also didn't changed
1: die. the number on his um phone book to the mental health line. Oh my outside. god, that was so yeah. funny. He's like trying to call his <laughs> mum.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I dude, like those scenes. The, They're actually really funny. just this one dude that she was just fucking with. This was this one guy, because yeah. he was just an arsehole. Uh, yeah, he was horrible to that, that Lucian that guy. guy. Who was he was with him. so
2: cute. Yeah.
0: He was lovely. Yeah, didn't deserve it.
2: And why would they talk about Lady Di all the time? Did it, did Lucian have some sort of like weird obsession with Lady Di? It was set in, like,
0: 97, and then yeah, right, Lady right, Di right. died. In, it was, like, on a, a report on the news. Because... And yeah, that cause was like on, like, what led her to find the, uh, the original the like, tin box behind like a tile in her bathroom because she drops a perfume and it like, hits a, a brick out, and then that leads her to it's, it was kind of like a catalyst, in a way, to like lead her to do all these nice things, I feel. Yeah. Because if um, she hadn't found out maybe that Diana had died, these things would, like she wouldn't have dropped the uh, perfume and then it wouldn't have rolled over and hit the, the tile, and she wouldn't have found the. The box of that guy's things, and she wouldn't have bothered doing all these nice things for people.
2: Speaking of which, remember when she did that nice thing for that one guy, and the terrible CGI came up, and it was like, ah! you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: when she like helps that a guy, guy yeah. like cross the road, he's <laughs> like a blind guy, and she's like describing how amazing everything <laughs> surrounding him
2: is. I don't know why, but that bit mean, it just made us laugh really loudly because it was just so yeah. like.
1: It was great. What? There's a like lot of dances. like really
0: like, enriched from it.
2: Yeah, I like <laughs> random bits like that. Like, you know, when she was like walking away from like getting the key cut and then the key would be like beep, in the pocket, like you could just see it. Yeah, out. there's a lot of like
1: really weird visuals like, <laughs> I that, like that. that I thought were really creative and interesting. I liked all of them. And like um there was like a bit where she was going on the train and stuff and like the camera was shaking loads and the colours were all dark and stuff. Yeah. Big fan. It was
0: going super fast. She was going up like the yeah. uh, the escalators as well. That was great. It was like reminding me of Hot Fuzz. Yeah.
1: I love there's a really great sequence where um she leaves this box um in a phone um booth for this guy um called Bretadu or something. And it's like um, all these like Bretadou. Yeah. All these like trinkets from his childhood, and he goes in and opens it and, like, suddenly like, remembers all these incredible things from his childhood and, like, growing up that he'd completely forgot about. And he just, like, just completely enriches him. I thought that was, like, a really sweet bit.
0: It was great. And then he's like, I'm going to talk to my, my children now because I haven't spoken to them in ages. So it like, it, she's enriching the lives of these people. But then she's also like, she's not paying attention to herself and her own needs but I like that a lot. And then she like sits down <clears throat> in front of the TV and it's like a procession for Lady Diana's funeral or something and it's just like her instead. And she's like, oh, the TV saying that Amelie died at 23 years old and she did all these wonderful things for people, but she's dead and she was never fulfilled because she never did all these things for other people, but she was so lovely and she's just like crying. Yeah.
1: She's a great character. I thought she was like a really, really well-written character. There's a lot to her.
2: I thought she was really cool. Apart from, you know, like, I don't know, like if, if I saw her out on the street, I'd probably say hi, but she'd probably run away. Like a, like a bobcat or something. <laughs>
1: I thought she was played incredibly well by Audrey Tattoo. She's fantastic in this movie.
2: She's got a great name.
1: She yeah. does an iconic look
0: as well
2: yeah like in all the pictures she looks really really pale but then you watch the film where she's nowhere near as pale as they make her out to be and i find that really bizarre
1: yeah that poster with her like with the green background is like so famous i swear i've seen that yeah Yeah, like it's
2: everywhere and then when i watched it i was like she's not as pale as that picture makes her out
0: to be yeah yeah. i'd be
2: fuming (laughs) (laughs) that poor girl
0: kind of caught me off guard a bit oh why why'd you do that
2: it's just weird I actually yeah I actually really like this film I don't know like the more the more I'm talking about it the more I'm like this film was weird I like that
0: Mm -hmm. I like how she kind of pursues she's she's trying to like change other people's lives and then she's like I could do that for me actually and she like goes out of her way to like make this kind of maze or like hunt for this this guy uh, Nino Who's lost his uh scrapbook of uh pictures of uh ripped up photo booth pictures and then she's just like leading him on this like treasure hunt. Uh and then she <laughs> Oh fuck. I've forgotten where I was going with that, sorry. <laughs>
2: What like where is that um the same guy where they find out um near the end of the film that he's just a random guy like they're like they thought he was like some oh, sort of like yeah. assassin running from the law or something it's just yeah, like he's they, a repairman and they like <laughs> said oh
1: he's a he's yeah. a dead man who like wants his memory to yeah, yeah. go on forever that's and why like... he looks so blank in the photos <laughs> and he's like I just
2: fixed mm. phone booths phone booths not um photo
0: booths yeah. <laughs> I thought he looked like Bruce Willis a bit
1: <laughs> yeah I thought that as well.
0: It's like almost oh, like a thing I... where you're like, oh well, whatever. He's just the repair man? Who cares? But it's treated as this like huge revelation that I really think that like was pretty ah, it's, like finding- it's just
2: the repair man.
0: <laughs> yeah, like small miracles in, in the everyday.
1: I feel bad for that guy though. He's like spent all this time like on this journey to find out who this guy is, and finally finds out who he is, and he's just like a normal dude. That like, must be kind no, of disappointing. he was really happy.
0: He was super happy about it.
2: I think he was just relieved to know that he wasn't some like dead man or some like evil criminal or something. He was just a regular dude who had a scrapbook. What's wrong with that? It was kind of, it it was kind of wholesome in a way. It was that
1: he solved that got solved. Yeah,
2: he was satisfied with his achievement. Yeah,
1: but what do you do once the mystery is solved and then you have nothing?
2: Get a new one? Get a
0: new mystery well, um, solved, man. He goes after Amelie. Which is and weird. I don't know why she really was like, he is the one for me. It was like, how do I find him? She goes into like this pawn shop where he works, and that's not like a red flag for her. But, I mean, fine, whatever. People need jobs. But then, like, her, his coworker tells her where to find him, and he works in like this fucking um, like, maze type roller coaster thing, this like haunted roller coaster. And then, like, she goes into it. And, he, and she's trying to find him, and he's like, "Ooh, ooh!" And he's dressed up as a skeleton. And he like goes right up to her. He doesn't know who she is, and he like starts touching her face. Like, who the <laughs> f- who are you?
2: It's just weird, isn't it? That's I sure what haunted that.
1: mazes are like in France. <laughs> it's just France.
2: So are you, are you, are you yeah. Just- <laughs> I feel like Chris (laughs) has this weird bias against, like, France. He's like, nah. (laughs) French. He hates it. Says says the man who wants to go to France, he's... You're chatting a lot of shit about France. You're going to get beaten up.
1: Yeah, well. Mm. Let's just hope we don't have any French listeners.
2: We will after today. It's
1: going to be be like the Alfonso Cuaron episode where we suddenly had loads of Mexican listeners.
2: Yeah, we're going to get lots of French listeners now, and they're all going to be like... Mm. Ah, oh, Emily's overrated. Your opinion is wrong.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Small thing. I liked um when they were like in the cafe, and she's like looking at uh Nino from like behind. She's trying to write the menu, and she's writing it backwards. And, like, you see her write it backwards, and the handwriting is so neat. It's like yeah, it's quite really impressive. Cool. I'm not
2: gonna lie. Yeah.
0: Mm. But then like it just says like menu of the day, eggs. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> what ju- just egg? Order just a singular egg. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I'll have the menu of the day. Is two eggs (laughs) uncracked? You
2: don't even know what kind of egg. Yeah, they're just what (laughs) boiled egg. Like two human eggs. Ah, two eggs. The oofs.
1: I thought all the characters in this movie were like super interesting and creative. Like, there's so many weird and interesting people, but I thought they were just so like fun to watch. They're all played like super well. I think they're all really well written. Who have their own unique personalities. Mm. I like the um, the Joseph guy who's like
0: had this obsession with like one of the uh, the 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 woman who owns the cafe, and then Emily like sets him up with the uh, I forget her name, but she runs like the the kiosk. With, like, the cigarettes Oh, and the, all that. The,
2: sci- the sciatica woman. Yeah,
0: who's, like, a hypochondriac. <laughs> she always thinks yeah, that she's, she's ill. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. But, I like, they're kind of dynamic, but he's just, like, a an arsehole. <laughs> so,
2: he was horrible to her, yeah. well, wasn't he? Like, there'd be points where I'd be like, oh, my God, shut up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. If they, they work that well together, obviously. I mean, that was kind of the point, I guess. It's like Emily trying to do something nice for people, but sometimes you don't really know people's dispositions or like if they're going to work that well together. She's just like, there's a woman. (laughs) She can can go with him.
2: Yeah, as almost as if she was like, oh, these two people just appear to be here at the same time. We'll just give it a go, Mm. see if it works.
0: I also didn't like how, like, it's just a small thing, but when it's introducing characters, it introduces Joseph as somebody who only pops, uh, his only hobby is like popping bubble wrap. And he never does it he never does it. It's like, why'd you say that yeah, under the weird, table? No, no yeah, come on. It shows it I in like that one example often. but then you never see it. He's like, more and more his hobby is like looking at people and like recording on his, uh, his uh, recorder just like, ah, this happened at this time because he's like a stalker.
1: He's a, yeah, he's a little bit weird. But they do that a lot in the film. They'll like introduce these characters and like say these like really weird intricate details about the person that never heard like is brought up again or really. Yeah, sure, it's but a thing was, at all. Like the only mm. p-
0: again, it's a minor problem. But it's like you you introduce all these characters, fine. They do these things, but th- Joseph was introduced as having only one hobby. Like this is only. And they use the word yeah, only. This, he only pops bubbles. This is rap. his only thing. I'm like, thing. okay, but he doesn't. I'm gonna stop going on about the fucking bubble wrap now. This is stupid.
2: I love that. so pressed. <laughs> I think the man needs some bubble wrap, you know.
0: Yeah. I like all the uh, the costumes, all the costume design. I thought it was really it really helped like uh, the, the whole look of the movie, which I thought looked really nice and colourful, very vibrant. I liked, especially yeah. like Amelie's clothing was really great.
1: I think just visually the whole film is just like absolute delight to look at. Like all the colours are so vibrant and popping. And like that's like a really creative usage of colours where they like change the saturation in certain scenes to like evoke emotion or tension. It's just all really creative and interesting, I think.
0: Agreed. Also like the music. Which is like yeah. super French, super super French, like just, really just like, like, like a heavy accordion-based music <laughs> is really really good.
2: It reminds me of some sort of like Lady in the Tramp type like thing.
1: Ratatouille. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I actually quite liked it. It was quite um, it was quite fun. I think one of you should learn the accordion. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I'll be the new Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's the only accordion player I can think of.
2: Yeah, you've got all the classics, Weird Al, and <laughs> yes. that's it. That, that's all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Means there's a gap in the market that needs to be filled.
2: It is true. Not many people probably pay a co- pub, them, 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 play accordions. I can't speak. Are we ready to,
3: <laughs>
2: um, to write?
0: Might as well. Sure. Oh, there's yeah. one like small part where uh she's sorry she's looking at like a newspaper and it's all about like Lady Diana passing away, but Emily just focuses on like this lost post in the it's just like lost post in the mail that she's like that's funny that's weird that happened and then that's like it's nice to slip that in early because it ties directly into like this woman who's um was it the landlady who um who lost her husband and then she never got like uh a letter because they, they lost all this post uh, and like that comes back around and she like forges a letter she like steals the oh, letters yeah, that yeah. her husband had written her from his time in the war
2: and it and cuts then them she up. like
0: forges a new letter i'm like this is so like intricately done it's just like she's got to steal these letters she's got to photocopy them and she's got to like cut out excerpts of the photocopies to make a n- whole new letter that kinda of brings this whole saga to a close and then she's gotta like photocopy that letter so that the, the lines of the, the the pieces don't show up and then she's gotta like dye it in tea and then send it to her <laughs> it's just the lengths she goes to to like I mean you can argue whether it's like morally correct to do that but I think she the outcome was that it made the woman happy so I guess that's all yeah. she was kind of after. There you go. Should we rate
1: this out of suicidal fish? Blubbers.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah. I really love this movie. It's just a a very strange but super wholesome movie. I think it's like it's quirky and weird, but not to the point where it's overbearing. Like we said, it's very Wes Anderson-esque. So if you've not into like super surreal stuff, it's kind of like a good like entry point into strange movies but yeah i i loved it i give it 10 suicidal fish out of 10 Poor fish? <laughs> yeah uh
0: pretty really good movie uh i was happy to watch it again but i wish it could have been under better circumstances um and i liked her cat as well it was a very nice cat
2: <gasps> uh, yeah she had a really cute cat i'm glad that you remembered that
0: mm I like the cat. <laughs> just slip that in, yeah. Um he is. And I've watched it twice now. So I could definitely say it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Um It's just like a nice just a nice chilled out one, I think. Um I'd probably give it eight suicidal goldfish out of ten.
2: hmm I like how we've upgraded from fish to goldfish, by the oh, way. Sorry. That was a that was a nice segue. I mean it was actually a goldfish, so it doesn't matter, but um, yeah, this film felt to me like the equivalent of drinking hot chocolate whilst watching rain outside. It was just like so so cute and cozy and happy um I'll probably watch it again actually um, I don't know how soon, but I definitely think it was worth a watch um, so I'll give it nine out of ten sad blubbers
0: now I go on to uh, my movie recommendation. Which Indeed. is a 1991 movie by a Polish director called Krzysztof uh, uh It's called The Double Life of Veronique, or in French, uh, La Double Vie de Veronique. And this movie follows the lives of two people dealing with the ups and downs of life. And we're introduced to Veronika, a woman uh, from Poland who has aspirations to become a renowned singer. We are also introduced to Veronique, a young French woman who looks identical to Veronica, although they are not related, and Veronique starts to fall in love with a puppeteer named Alexandre, who could perhaps help her through some existential problems that she's been having. Um, I watched this last week uh, because I was sure that I was going to choose Amelie, and I watched this and I thought, hmm. I will watch Emily, and then I'll decide. And after watching two of the, the both uh, both of those movies, I decided on this movie because I thought it would probably provoke some interesting discussion. I love it; I think it's fantastic. Uh, what did you guys think? Just waiting for you. <laughs> Go to on, make make
2: For me, um, well, okay. So when I was watching it, um. I didn't really... Un- well, I mean, I kind of understood what was going on, but also not really. So I kind of read up the, the plot afterwards on Wikipedia, uh, mostly because I wanted to see if that woman was actually singing in the film. But then I just <laughs> I looked up what the film was about. And I'm going to be honest, I think I like the concept of the film a lot more than I actually liked the film. Like I was looking at it and I thought, oh, this is like a really good idea for a film i really like this um but um it's not what i kind of wanted
1: to be honest um i think um with me it simply comes down to the um state of mind i was in at the time um i've seen the director also did the three colors trilogy which max lent me last year or early in the year or whenever it was and those films were really great um but just like the this film, they're very slow and provocative and you have to really be paying like full attention to them to really get everything out of it. And I think because I was just so tired, I watched it at the end of a long day at work, I think it was hard for me to really get super invested and pay full attention to the movie. So I do think I'd need to watch it again to really get everything out of it because I don't think I... Really got much from it
2: I think as well um <laughs> uh to to be honest, I think there's obviously you guys know you know me quite well. I do find it quite difficult to sit through really slow films, and it wasn't the fact that I hated the film, I think it was just uh, w- w- when I can't um focus on it there's there's just it's like a lost cause for me, like I'm just sort of not not really about it i mean. That's probably my only excuse is that I just find it really difficult to do it. Like, imagine, imagine Chris, you're being tired all the time, is literally how I'm like when I'm watching these yeah, things. I, know. I can't do it, it's too difficult for me. And the thing is, the film wasn't even that fucking long either. It's an That's hour the and a half, yeah. It was, it all. Yeah, it's the shortest the one hell? we talked
1: about, the only one that was under two hours.
2: That is the shocking bit about it. I don't know whether it was because um, we watched it at the end of the day. I don't I don't know what happened there Max I can't I can't tell you he looks really he looks really uh <laughs> going
0: to start crying no, I just I want mean, him to start
2: praising it no go on you know
0: you think what go you want to think that's the thing about you know art and film is you it does depend a great deal on what you've been through in life and it does depend on I guess the the mindset you're in when you consume these things I loved it both times I wanted to watch it a second time because only there was going to be something that I could get out of it that I hadn't got on the first watch and I will say that I, I definitely got that from it. I don't know if you guys had any kind of theories as to what the movie is ultimately about past like a kind of basic plot detail I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I kind of felt you get these two disparate stories that are kind of connected in a way these two women who look like each other they lead completely different lives although sometimes you get uh parts of each other's lives that kind of intermingle and i feel like a big part of it was kind of showing the life of veronica at the beginning who was quite sort of um she knew exactly what she wanted to do she Pushed herself for this goal. She wanted to be a singer, and she, I mean, she was a fantastic singer. The music is fantastic. Her voice is amazing. And did you find out if that was actually her real voice, Darcy? <laughs> no, no, there was like no information. About yeah,
2: there was there was nothing. But I can only determine that. Well, I, from what it looked like, it to me it looked fake. But at mm. the same time. Uh, Chris was talking about how like there was like certain patterns in the voice and stuff, and I thought, oh, maybe maybe she did, but it didn't look. It, it was
1: mostly just it's it was like the way that her voice like reverberated in the room and stuff. It sounded very natural. It didn't sound like it was overdubbed because no. you can normally tell if it yeah. was put in after the fact or whether it was done like there in the room, and it sounded like it was done in the room.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was her voice. Uh, even if it wasn't, it was done super well yeah it was amazing she this character is perhaps a bit more rigid in the way she lives her life she knows exactly what she wants she knows how to get it but also there's a bit more to it where i think that it's trying to, to tell this story of like persistence and like push yourself too hard and you'll end up like either unfulfilled or it'll ruin your life in some way especially if it's not something you have a real passion for. I feel like she does have a passion for it, but it's also, there's this scene uh, in the early stages of the movie where she asks her father, what do I want? And he says, I don't know what you want. Maybe everything. Maybe you want everything. So I'm like, perhaps she doesn't, this is not the only thing that she wants, but this is like the thing that's guiding her life in a certain direction. And ultimately uh, it ends up killing her. She's got these, Like heart problems, I guess. When she, you can tell when she's auditioning for this uh, concert that she's putting real strain on her voice. You see, like her kind of hand gripping around this like string and like tightening it as the the vocal range goes a bit higher. And then, like she goes home and like her, she's having like heart problems. And uh, I feel like that was kind of it, it. Was more to me like you can have these passions and but make sure it's what you really want or like what you really want to go after because if you don't then it's ultimately going to lead to well I mean she died so it's ultimately going to lead to something horrible if you're not truly following what you feel you should or like even if i feel the movie was trying to explore different parts of life and if you put yourself in a box you're not really experiencing life As it was intended to be lived because it's not it's not just like one thing forever and then you die it's it's all these other different things if you don't experience them then you've not really lived i guess i've been talking a
1: lot (laughs) my brain just completely blanks then i don't know i
2: was waiting for you to say something because i thought you were gonna like jump in i mean i kind of i kind of agree with it actually but I mean, I didn't really get the whole, like, emotional impact of it, though, because I was so invested in finding out whether this woman was actually singing that I didn't even see her die. Chris just Mm -hmm. turned around and went, well... You're not gonna know now because she's dead. And I went, "Oh, you're chatting shit." And he goes, "No, no, she actually just died." Yeah, Darcy didn't believe me. Well, I was like, <laughs> "She's dead."
1: And Darcy was like, "What? No, she, she's not dead." Yeah, like twenty minutes in, she's yeah. not dead. I think I that's like, why?
2: Because it was like twenty minutes in. Yeah, and I, and went, I was well, like, where, where like, "No, they, they literally just
1: showed her being buried." Well, there you mm. go.
2: I, I, yeah, I just totally missed that part. But I mean.
1: <laughs> it's a fantastic yeah, scene I mean, as well. I, I feel like yeah,
2: I could just listen to Max.
1: Yeah, that was a really good scene. Oh she, fucking, like, I Very it. out of nowhere. <laughs> you kind that's of that's why I didn't believe you. Yeah, like the camera with this like POV
0: shot of what she sees, and the, the the auditorium is like just lit green. And I think this movie looks fantastic. It's got a lot of greens in it, and. Um, and when she like falls over like the camera just goes and it like tips over and she she falls over and dies because she's strained herself too much has put too much pressure on her heart and then it shows like immediately she's like they're like she's dead and you are like like 20 minutes (laughs) into this movie what do you mean she's dead so i get that darcy i definitely do and then um, (laughs) it shows her being buried and then it immediately cuts to like veronique this other woman Mm. who's uh living in France just having sex and I felt like that was kind of like like death into life kind of thing
3: yeah yeah I got
0: that as
2: well well. delicious
0: Um, but where I feel Veronica is a lot more held back in herself or a lot more uh, reluctant to take risks and uh, channel herself into new experiences I feel Veronica is more free flowing (laughs) she's just like teaching children uh, at a school and she, she loves music too as well obviously and, but she's a bit more like, open to new experiences or senses and I feel a lot of this movie is also about like just being able to sense things and like the things that you can like get from your surroundings and like the world as a whole I feel like Veronica kind of closes herself off to that but whereas I feel Veronique is a bit more open to these new things she she's kind of like she just like goes off and she's like i'm in love with this puppeteer now why not and then like she leads she uh she goes on like this kind of breadcrumb trail to find him i guess and that's just a very it's very um it's more free-flowing kind of way of going about life seeing where life takes you it's kind of like where what like Veronica was kind of like, this is where I'm putting my life and this is the direction it's going in. Whereas Veronique is more, this is, I'm letting life do what it will and where I end up is out of my hands.
1: Yeah, I thought there was a lot of interesting um, parallels and contrasts between the two characters. Like, they're very similar, but at the same time, they're also kind of opposites in a way. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I felt that. There's like a scene at the beginning where it's like a baby and that could be either uh, Veronica or Veronique, forget which one, but she's being shown like it's like Christmas and she's being shown leaves and the mother's saying like here on the lighter side there are little veins and very fine down and this I feel it kind of implies also a darker side to the leaf as well and this contrast between the two lives where I feel like one is a bit more darker obviously you got Veronica who's like not only is it like a darker storyline but it's like darker in a sense that like you've closed yourself off to these other parts of life and the veins in the leaves i feel the kind of disparate stories or like universes i guess parallel universes where like you could you could go down like every like vein on a leaf is kind of a different
1: path you can take with your life. Yeah, this is of shit that me and Darcy definitely didn't think of. No, you didn't? Oh, really?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't even see it. I um, When I looked up the plot, I had, uh, I had seen that they had said which person was being shown what thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I knew what you were talking about, because otherwise I wouldn't have a clue what the hell you were talking about.
0: There's also this character of Alexandra, who is a, a what, literal- the
2: creepy- the creepy puppet man the creepy
0: puppet man yeah who's like a literal puppeteer in a sense but he's also mm. kind of the puppeteer of the story i felt uh, in a way that even he doesn't know cuz he doesn't know that he's kind of orchestrating these things he's written this book and when um what, what is, it? is it Veronique's friend brings out this book and she says yeah he also wrote this book there are two stories in it one story is the story of a ballerina who falls as uh, she's performing. And this is the, uh, the play that we saw him do with the puppets before. So she, she dies, essentially, and then she like goes into this kind of cocoon and then emerges as a butterfly. I felt that was very emulative of Veronica, her story, and how she kind of tried to do this thing or like she was very passionate about it and it ended up killing her and she's, I feel like the butterfly was more like a, I guess just a passing on kind of allegory where, and then it doesn't really say what this next story is about. It's just like, oh, this next story is about a shoelace and uh, Veronica, she, she got a shoelace in the mail. I'm like, wow, this is like, he's, he's orchestrating this. But when she asks him, why, why me? Why did you do this to me? Why did you like, why am I here and not like anybody else? Why did you send me the shoelace? And he just says, I don't know. So I kind of feel like there's an element of fate in there as well. But like I was almost thinking, like he's kind of like a God figure, but then like he doesn't, he's not really influencing the story in any way that he knows. Yeah. i always got ways to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's
1: right. There's, um, like I said, I have like one note, yeah, so I'm yeah. just going to let you talk. So there's a part <laughs> towards
0: the end where oh you know what I'm going to backtrack a bit because um there's there's a part where um Veronica she's like on this bus and she's um she looks out the window and she sees this guy that she's like sort of seeing and he tells her to get out of the bus so she gets out of the bus she goes to see him and he tells her that he loves her and she can't say it back she doesn't say it back um so she just like gets him to try, drive her home instead <laughs> without saying I love you back um, and that's kind of like where I also get this more I mean obviously she doesn't owe him an I love you of course but it's it's kind yeah. of like this more like closed off thing where she's kind of, she, she doesn't want to let these parts of herself go branch out to different areas, she's very focused on what she's doing and I felt like that directly paralleled to a scene later in the movie where Alexandra and uh, Veronique were in her apartment and then they've known each other for like less than 24 hours even and he just like they've been asleep and then he looks towards her and he goes I love you and she says I love you back that was kind of yeah I just felt like that was more to do with like a direct parallel to that in, in terms of like here's, here's how these characters are in some ways completely different but they're yeah. also very similar I also felt that yeah. with um, you guys notice this old lady just comes up and uh, she ca- she's like carrying like bags across the uh, the road v- uh, Veronica looks out of her window and she says she says to her, "Oh stop, I'll help you with that and the old lady just like oh, walks yeah. on that's like also paralleled to when Veronique is in <laughs> uh, her classroom and She's teaching the kids this song. There's also the song, the same song that uh, Veronica was singing with the orchestra. I felt that to be quite yeah. interesting. But then she just like looks at her, and she's just kind of walking away, and she doesn't say anything to her. It's like not even something that kind of influenced or changed the story in any way. But it's like it's just parallels. I feel how these things are kind of interconnected in. Different kinds of ways, but also completely different in others.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that throughout the film. To be fair, mm-hmm. like a lot of things that don't really impact the story, but
0: yeah, if you're like paying attention to it, I guess you could be like, "That's a cool thing." Yeah, there's a part where Veronique is listening to like uh, music on headphones, but it's just like this weird fucking industrial sounds. I'm like, is this happening like outside, or like she she actually listening to this? And I feel like, she, yeah, she was listening to it because it, it just cuts between like these weird kind of industrial sounds, and then suddenly, for like a split couple seconds or whatever, it cuts to um, the performance that Veronica was in. It's like these two
1: stories are kind of connecting again. They, they, do, they do that a lot, to be honest. Um, yeah. I had no clue what was happening in that no, scene. I was like, what are all these noises? Yeah. It's just stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just things, happening. just
1: things
0: happen just things that happen and then there's the, uh, the that part though I, I went off on a complete tangent, and I wanted to mention this part like right at the end, where like she goes up to Alexandra and he is playing with his puppets, or like he's creating his puppets for his show. She says, "Is that me?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's you." and <laughs> at this um, this moment. Where uh, he says, yeah, there are two puppets. I've made two puppets of the same version. Two, two versions of the same puppet. He says, why are there two puppets? And he said, because during the performance, I handle them a lot and they get damaged. I was like, holy shit. That was such a fucking light bulb moment for me. I was like, oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. I don't know if like, you guys felt that way at all. <laughs>
1: I don't think either of us really understood what the puppets were <laughs> meant to mean. Mm. They're just freaked Darcy out.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. No, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them so much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, though, that um, I'm guessing that's right at the end, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of did... Um, it kind of spoon-fed it to you a little bit, I think. But then I don't know whether that's because um, when I read like the little thing on like letterboxd or whatever and then watched it i kind of already knew what was going on quotations here i didn't actually know what was going on but it kind of made sense in that moment or whether because i watched it and then what looked up the plot and i went actually that is a pretty sick idea but um if i had watched it without um even looking up what it was about and i probably wouldn't have understood it yeah, at all.
0: I feel less like uh, the line I hand them a lot; they get damaged. Was like a spoon feeding moment, but more like there's a line like directly after it where he's telling it. It's like I've got a new story, and it's about this, and it's like uh, I think that's what it was. He's like um that he's talking about like two uh, that day in three in the morning. They were both born in two different cities on two different continents. They both looked alike, and when they were two years old and knew how to walk. One of them burned her hand on a stove. A few days later, the other reached out to touch the stove, but pulled away just in time. I was like, I still really like that line. I still really like it, but it is yeah. kind of like a, you get it kind of line. Yeah, it's yeah, very it was, on the
1: nose.
2: Yeah, it was sort of like, if you didn't understand what it was about, you do now. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> but then I feel like the rest of it just kind of just complements it anyway. Like I did was getting that from it in the first place. Yeah. And then I like when she sees this photo that she's taken of Veronica because she was in Krakow visiting. And then when she gets home, uh, Alexandra says, oh, look, that's you in that photo. She's like, that's not me. That's not my coat. And she just like starts crying because I feel like that was kind of, it was like, more grief for that lost part of ourselves and she doesn't she doesn't know she like feels the loss of veronica even though she doesn't know her she feels it intrinsically inside her own being i feel that was kind of like just, just grief for like yeah in an existential sense
1: yeah almost like a part of her like died or something
0: yeah that was also like paralleled when um veronica says to her father that she thinks that she is not alone I thought, like, you're not alone. She's like, well, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, I don't know. I was thinking a lot about, like, you ever th- heard, like, this theory, I think, that's like, there's, like, one or two other people in the world that look exactly like you.
1: Yeah, yeah. everyone's got a doppelganger. Yeah,
0: I was kind of thinking of that the entire time. I was like, wow, my if my doppelganger dies, do I feel sad? Who knows?
1: Do I feel grief? When he dies, you get all his memories.
3: Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: Just depends on who Being dies Joel first, John
2: Malkovich style. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got to outlive him. <laughs> Track him down and kill him before you die first.
2: <laughs> what on earth has this podcast become?
1: <laughs> um, do you guys know
0: why she like rubbed that ring under her eye? Like rubbing a ring under her eyes, it's like making it go red. Like, why are you doing that?
2: No, I actually thought it was really weird because I think it was the first thing I brought up. I was like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> I, we actually thought she was like taking out a contact or putting it in or something. <laughs> I had no idea what that was about.
0: But they both do it, so I don't know.
2: Maybe it's yeah, a I European know, okay. thing. It's
0: a French thing. They also keep like dropping things and falling over all the time. <laughs> it's just like a French Reliable. thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Just yeah, I feel that.
2: <laughs> you know, being French ourselves. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm something of oui, oui. a Frenchman myself. Uh,
2: <laughs> you just say we we. We we. That's all you know.
0: Well. I think, I think I've think i talked enough about this um, I just I really find it quite fascinating honestly in terms of like an, just a, how it's so well put together technically from a technical standpoint and just like a more an existential standpoint as well I really love the characters um, even like as little as we do get of Veronica to do really like her and then Veronica also just a fantastic character overall it was really just kind of gripped from start to finish and it is quite slow it is, but I'm kind mm. of, it, it felt more like relaxed for me in that way.
1: Yeah. I thought Irene Jacob was really great in the movie. Dude. She's also fantastic in um Red, the Three Colours movie. But yeah. But I definitely preferred her in this.
0: Yeah. She plays two people, <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Takes balls.
0: Okay. Should we go on to um ratings?
2: What do you want to write it out of, Max?
0: Um. We'll rate it out of shoelaces. Nice. Sure thing.
1: Um, Yeah, my rating's like more of a placeholder than anything because I don't think I can really fairly judge the movie based on the experience I had watching it. I do think, on the technical level, I think it's really well made and there is a lot I like. Just the experience I got out of it, I don't think I was in the right headspace to really get everything I could have gotten out of it so I'm going to give it um, six shoelaces for now but that will probably change when I rewatch it in the future and I definitely do want to watch it again sometime
0: Mm -hmm. I think it hit me because I feel like we're all looking for something outside of ourselves, I think we're all looking for some kind of deeper purpose to life um, whether you believe in that kind of thing Uh, I don't know but it, I just feel like this kind of hit home for me in on an existential level. So I do. When you think about just life in general, it's like, is this all there is, or like, is there something else, or is there something more? I don't know. But <laughs> this kind of explored those kinds of themes for me, and it explored like themes of like the self as well, which I'm quite interested in. Um, I just think it's a fantastically put together movie. And there's... I also like that scene um, when, when like, uh, Veronica's talking to Alexandra and she says, uh, what do you want to know about me? And he says, everything. So she, like, gets her handbag and she just tips out the en- entire context of her handbag. <laughs> that was that was great. Yeah. A lot of, like, crazy moments that we didn't... Yeah, there was, like, a flashing moment where, like, some guy walks past and, like, just flashes uh, Veronica. Yeah you're like, oh, okay, I guess that happened. And they never mention it again. <laughs> She's just like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, fantastic, fantastic movie. I really like this director a lot. Um, I'd love to see more of his movies. I'm going to give it 10 shoelaces out of 10.
1: I really want to watch his series Decalogue. I've heard really good things about that. It's like yeah. all stories based off the Ten Commandments or something. Interesting. Are they like really long films or like just shorts? Um, They're like an hour or so each, I think. Mm -hmm. Because it was like a made-for-TV series. Oh, okay,
2: I got you. Bloody yeah. Sounds quite in-depth. He sounds like a very philosophical kind of guy. But mostly because, I don't know, um, after hearing Max talk about it, it made me think that maybe if I had like um, (laughs) watched it when I studied philosophy at A-level or whatever, maybe I would have found a bit more like... um, Not necessarily interest, but I think I might have like delved
1: into it a bit more. Found a bit more deeper meaning to it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, like it's it's not that it didn't because it it did, but um usually on like off the cuff if I'm just watching something and I'm not like um I can't think of the word, like um if I don't know specifically like what's going on at certain points, um I just sort of don't think too deeply into it. But the more you think about it, the more it kind of is like I do like that whole like um it almost reminds me of like that, you know, like red string of fate type thing where like two people are like um not meant to, obviously not not meant to be because that's what it actually means, but like um you know, two people like know each other kind of thing, but they don't know each other, that sort of thing. Um
1: Yeah, yeah um, like I probably wouldn't
2: watch it again though. Yeah, so yeah. The the shoelace of fate. That is kind but, of what um, I took that
0: as, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I def I don't think I would watch it again. Um maybe I would, I don't know. For now, I'm saying no. But maybe if Chris had it on whilst we were eating dinner or some shit, maybe I probably would. Um, What a
1: weird film to watch while eating dinner.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, So for that, I'm gonna give it six shoelaces of fate out of ten. Yeah,
0: that's all right. Shit over something I love. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, obviously, whatever you guys think, what you think about it. I hope, just hope, I kind of got my points across uh, in a
1: succinct. Manner because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think you should just intentionally shit on mummy now just to upset the <laughs> other. This is what I did when
0: I like started the film. I like sent a video of me going, This fucking piece of shit. <laughs> 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 this sucks. It's a box. This is lame. Oh
2: my god, why is it shut in this ratio? <laughs> yeah, you're cheeky.
0: No square heads. movies.
2: Um. I guess that um, that brings us on pretty nicely to uh, my movie, which I do have to get up because I don't know what year it came out. I only watched it for the first time last year, so fucking hell, <laughs> it's like seven years old. Yeah, 2014. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, I picked, um, is it Mummy or is it Mommy? Mommy. Mommy.
1: It's whatever accent you have.
2: Oh, okay, right. It's only because it's got that O in it. and Mama. You, know, you know how... Yeah, Mame. <laughs> um yeah, 2014 directed by I'm guessing that's Xavier Dolan, rather than Xavier.
1: Is, I think it's Xavier. It's Xavier. Cuz he's Canadian, so I think they pronounce well, it differently.
2: Um sorry Xavier. But yeah, Xavier Dolan. Directed I could be completely this. wrong, but um it's it's quite a uh, it's it's kind of an interesting film cuz I feel like it's one of those films where like not much happens. It feels more like a sort it's of like, like a character
1: piece. Kind. Yeah,
2: it's sort of like watching the development of like two well, three people sort of like together as the film goes on, but essentially it's about um Steve, um uh I'm guessing he's a teenager with a severe ADHD and he's quite violent and has like um outbursts and it's basically about how his um takes him out of these detention centers and like tries to um put him back into the family home and what shit goes down, basically. That's the that's the short and thick of it.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't bother to get into like the whole fucking plot.
0: No, sure. Um and it's good. It's a good movie. I've seen it once before. Yeah. I didn't remember much about it to be honest. I remember like a few parts about it. Um I was happy to watch it again though. Um. Yeah. I think problems, this is um all not... of
1: our second time watching it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just like a really great movie. I think it's just it's very like hard to watch at points. I think it's quite. It's not like mm. I don't know. Don't like sit a date down to do to watch this movie.
2: <laughs> not at all, Max.
0: <laughs> gets pretty They'll
2: probably leave and never call you back. Yeah,
0: it gets pretty hard to. To mm. stomach at certain points, because like I'm just like looking at Steve as like this lit fuse, and like you, at any point he could start causing a ruckus. So there was always that kind of tension and anxiety there.
2: Yeah, it was. It was like a. I felt like it was quite a hostile movie. Like at any point, it could just go from zero to a hundred really quickly.
1: Yeah, and the points where it does do that are like super uncomfortable hard to watch. Yeah, and like kind of disturbing at points
2: like there was points where i was just like oh you know you get that that sort of like dread that feeling of oh my god i don't think i can watch this anymore but you carry on watching it anyway because you're just too invested in it
0: yeah There's, was like that part where like they're in the taxi and like the taxi driver is, is just driving them and then he he makes a wrong turn they and like steve just like goes off on him and he starts calling him like racist names and like i was like this is awful <laughs>
1: But I was also like, this yeah. is really good acting. <laughs> <laughs> calls him the M word. That was a fun. Hey, oh yeah. It was see all, that. I was
2: like, yeah. I kind of, I, I, um. was so basically, I watched it about a year ago, but I watched it up in my bedroom on like you know my iPad on like this fucking like four inch screen or whatever. And I must have missed that bit completely because I turned around to Chris and I was like, oh my god, this is awful. <clears> like I don't remember this bit happening, and he was just laughing because he was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that happened
0: <laughs> this is this is the kind of guy he is okay it doesn't like make you it doesn't even like try to make you sympathize with Steve in like the beginning he's like no. there's his kid and he's kind of a prick
2: yeah you kind of hate him a little bit yeah
1: because yeah, he's a dick
2: he is a bit of a dick it kind of like lie.
1: shows you him at face value and as the film goes on it kind of like shows you who he really is and like Delves into the conflict of him more, which I do actually really like, mm-hmm. like they make a conscious effort to make you like the character and sympathize with him more and more as the film goes on, and they kind of step more away from the fact that it's like this guy who just freaks out and does all this horrible stuff. they kind of make you understand that and see that there's actually this good person who like is there, he just has this like problem that's completely destroying him
2: yeah, and it's it's um. It's it's really weird because you you feel like you're gonna start having sympathy for him, but to be honest, the whole time I just felt really bad for his mum because could you imagine him being your son?
3: Yeah, well like, sure. it's
2: just yeah it's just heartbreaking. Like I don't know, I just felt for her the whole film. Like she, I I like the fact that she was a bit like a sort of like tough love kind of parent where she was just like bit like nonchalant about stuff but also like always having a go at him like when he was mm. doing bad shit
0: well you can but tell she's like, like had to deal with him like his yeah, entire life. Whole life yeah you've got to exactly. build up a tough
1: shell to deal with these mm. kinds of people but it seemed like that was just like the sort of person she is generally she's yeah. like a very tough person and it like you can tell that something i love about the movie is how it shows that there's there are these two people whose personality is completely conflict but at the same time they relate in a lot of ways like they have their own issues that kind of like overlap and stuff and a lot of the movie is just like the way that they bounce off each other the way they kind of conflict and the way they like at each other's throats and I think all of that stuff is handled really really well
0: yeah this entire time you're like this could be sold if you just you just turn them into the police or something just like put him in jail he's like no I will not send him to baby jail they like set up this yeah. um this thing right at the beginning which I thought was pretty weird they're like oh there's this rule there's this law that's come into place in a fictional Canada where um, yeah, that was weird. Uh, you can send your child to like juvie or whatever and then you don't need to sign any papers just like just put him there and you're all right all right why do you need to put that there like is it is it really that far-fetched thing to like just have the movie happen and then like have her put him in that like hospital without yeah that that yeah, precursor
1: I kind of, I kind of get why they put that there because I imagine there would be like some people out there that are like, "Well, this doesn't make sense. This isn't what the world's like." But at the same time, I do think it's like completely unnecessary.
2: Yeah, but I guess in the same sort of vein, like you, you could argue that people who are uh, violent or not very mentally well would probably get sectioned anyway. I mean, I don't think was it was he actually sectioned, or was it like a? Di- I can't tell the difference between like, ju- uh, juvie jail or like psych wards. Yeah, it seemed
1: like he was in a psych ward. That's but what he like, looked like, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, maybe one for like criminally like mentally ill people.
2: Because like I know he like he, I mean, he did some bad shit, but like when you think about it, I don't think he ever did anything that was like. Worthy of like real hard jail, so that's why I thought maybe he was in a. I know he committed a hate crime. Yeah. What did I? What?
1: Didn't he burn down a? He burned down the cafeteria.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I know, I knew that bit. Yeah,
1: hate crime. He called the taxi driver the M word and spat at his car. He did. He did do that. He like burned a kid's face when he burned that cafeteria. Like, (gasps) yeah, he deserves to
0: go to jail.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, okay, fair enough. But like, in a court of law, they would probably say that it was like, I don't know, um, I mean, I don't know. You know, like where they're like, oh, it was reckless arson. That's what they call it. Um, there's two different kinds of arson charges. Don't ask why. Well, I know that. I've been watching a lot of Coronation Street lately. Big up my <laughs> Coronation Street viewers. Um, the place to go to learn about all the crimes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. They talk about it like a uh, learn about get the law. With, yeah, you, <laughs> can, yeah <laughs> you can get charged with like um, reckless arson, which would be like he was just setting fire to the cafeteria. I don't think he was trying to like hurt anyone or burn anyone. Maybe but he was. I don't know. He's pretty. Fu- I mean, he's pretty fucked up. I mean. He he might have, but I mean that's the sort of thing that he'd probably get charged with because he probably didn't go out of his way to actually burn someone's yeah. face. Does that make he's sense? He's a very
1: conflicted character, he although is. he's fucked up and like does all the stupid, dangerous stuff. I don't think he actually mm. wants to hurt anyone. He does mm. have a big heart. By th- the end of the movie, a- I actually
0: it- quite liked him.
1: Yeah. And oh yeah, he
2: was my hero. That by just the end kind of like. <laughs>
1: goes to show just how great the writing and acting and directing Mm. all is in this movie because i feel like a lesser writer would have like handled that really badly and by the end you'd probably hate him even more than at the beginning
2: i feel like if you go about it the wrong sort of way as well i feel like it might come across as kind of like offensive like um you know what it's like when people uh, when they're portraying things like i don't know mental illness and stuff a lot of it can be like quite um um, like stereotypical yeah. or like just pure out offensive because they don't really understand it.
1: Yeah, the thing with this director is he—he's very, very young. He was only like twenty-five or something when he made this yep, movie. You,
2: you said that to me and already. He's, <laughs>
1: he's had a lot of backlash throughout his career for tackling <laughs> subjects that he's like completely out of his depth about. He's got a movie. Um, the only other movie I've seen by him called Lawrence Anyways, which is all about a transgender person coming to terms with that the, the fact that they're trans and mm. a lot of people in the trans community have come out and like been very against that movie in the way that they mm-hmm. kind of treat that. But I don't, there's never a point during this film where it feels disingenuous, like it all feels very real. It feels like it's coming from a place of like maybe experience or like it seems like he really understands he yeah, might
2: thing. it could have been based off of someone that he knew
1: or maybe based it, off his own experiences, yeah,
2: like I mean, we don't know the directors like life story, so I don't know why people would um i mean I don't know though because i'm I don't want to get into the whole topic of like um. <laughs> You know, like a per- personal conflicts when it comes to like uh, sensitive subjects. So
0: sure, I'm not going mean, to go it's a there, movie but... podcast. we don't have to go too too deep with these things.
2: Oh yeah, like some someone might be listening and thinking, <laughs> "Thank fuck <laughs> that they didn't go into that." <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my place. I feel yeah. like that is. We don't want to get into anything. We're out of yeah. our depth with. Exactly, two. I think that's what it is. I don't want to start speaking shit about things that I have no. Business talking about.
0: Mm. I like the character of Kyla, who's like this uh, woman that's moved in, or uh, not moved in. Like they've moved into this new house, and like she's their new neighbor, and they like get closer to her. And I think like she and Di kind of make really tight friends, and like they make each other's lives better. Because Kyla and her husband, I don't know. I didn't really get like much chemistry from them. I don't think they were doing too hot. Uh, it doesn't even feel like they loved each other at all. Uh so Ouch. Kyla comes into like Steve and uh Diana's yeah. life. Sort of makes it a bit easier for them. There's like this big like- fight that they have. Seemed- and then she <sighs> but there's this huge fight, and then like Steve like starts strangling Di, and then like she like has to run away from him, and because she's running away from him, like she hurts him. So then Kyla comes in she like stitches up his wound I found that to be very a, a really good introduction
1: yeah definitely that character it seems like she has a lot of like a, a like really troubled past which is like caused her to like be in this like mental rut and like that's causing her marriage to kind of fall apart kind of that's what I got from the character and I feel like them moving away to Toronto at the end was kind of like them trying to get a new start and Get away from all that, mm. but she's a great character. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is um when she's like looking after Steve, yeah, and like Steve like is just clowning around because that's what he does. Like he's hyper and full of energy, and he like grabs onto her necklace, and she literally like pins him to the ground and like grabs him by the throat and is like, "Don't touch that necklace! I'll fucking kill you!"
3: Oh, and then my he like God. he
1: wets himself because he's like so scared. It's like yeah. really, really powerful powerful scene
2: god that actually made that literally to be quite crude it actually made my butt cheeks clench like i swear to god i never felt more uncomfortable really watching something i was like
0: yes (laughs) oh that was such a fantastic scene i thought that was like the best scene in the movie yeah yeah, exactly it was like just actually call him out on being a prick nobody does this just actually get in his face
2: I think that's part of the reason why he wet himself in the first place, because he was probably like, holy shit. Scared out of his fucking
0: mind, yeah. She was like, do I bring up your dead father? No. So you get on the sofa and hold your fucking breath. And I was like,
2: Uh, oh, And you could could see like little bits of spittle coming out of her mouth, and I was like... is a super tight
0: shot. It looks amazing. Oh,
2: it was horrible. It was... It was that it was great because it was horrible. I can't explain that feeling. I mm. don't know if anyone's ever watched something. And it was so tense and horrible, but it was amazing because it was tense and horrible. Yeah,
0: yeah I get that a lot. Just like with different mm. movies, like that made me want to throw up. That was awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like um what was that? Um in uh, that ghost story where that uh woman's eating that chocolate pie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was also quite horrible.
1: <laughs> I love um the visuals to this movie like I feel like nearly every single shot looks like it's like something from a music video like the framing shot composition coloring is all really great and of course um, there's a great usage of aspect ratios where the entire or the majority of the film is shot in one by one it's like perfect square it kind of like just conveys this like incredibly claustrophobic nature which there's like this incredible montage to wonderwall by oasis which is a bit of a questionable song choice but the montage <laughs> is great where everything's like like going right for the characters everyone's like really happy things are like finally turning around and the film like like steve like stretches out the frame and like turns it to widescreen 16:9 which is like my favorite bit in the whole film and then when like the rugs like pulled away from them, and like they're just like no, it's back to how it was. Things are shit again. It just like slowly goes back to one by one. I think that's just just really great usage of oh, the aspect ratio. I'm surprised it's
2: taken you this long to bring that up because I remember when it happened, you went, "Whoa!" Yeah,
1: that's just like <laughs> this. Is my favorite. It
2: was really cool though because he's just like sort of like. Sliding on a skateboard, and then all of a sudden it's like, and everything opens up. It's like pretty sick, to be fair.
0: Yeah, and hey, yeah. I actually do like the use of Wonderwall in the movie. Yeah, uh,
1: I don't mind it. It's just I don't like that song. That's yeah. I, 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 I
2: mean, I don't know. I feel like it was. It,
0: I just, think
1: it fits the scene. I just don't like that. song I don't know, man. Sure. I
2: don't know. Just.
0: But really great soundtrack, just overall. I thought yeah. really great, like interesting songs they're using. I like the use of White Flag by Dido. That's such a good yeah, song. that's
2: great. Oh, man, I love that.
1: That is a great yes. song. Yes.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Or like,
0: right at the end, uh, Lana Del Rey comes in with Born to Die. Just as, oh, my um, God, you yeah. know like, yeah. He's about to, like, run out of the window. I was like, oh, my God.
2: Let me just talk about how much I bloody love when the-, the first time I saw that, I swear to God, I squealed. I never squealed so hard in my whole life. I was like, oh, my God, that is amazing. But it was just something about it. It was just really cool. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> another song that I don't like, but I actually Ooh. think its usage in the film is great. I love this yeah. song.
2: I, I love this out Well, I, I just love the album that it's on. That album is 20 out of 10 for me. I'm a basic white girl. Get me my pumpkin latte right now.
0: But I feel oh like this, the film kind of elevates the songs anyway. It's just, it's that good. Yeah. I don't even Definitely. like really, I don't care for Wonder Wall that much, but in this movie, I really liked it.
2: I could yeah. have taken it or left it in that point, but I think yeah. it's because it's just. I think it's just Wonderwall, isn't it? Like there's just <laughs> <I guess. laughs> there's just something about Wonderwall that kills me. I used to love it. Too love many it. times
0: and too many acoustic guitars. Too many. I shit think parties.
2: that's what it is. They could have. Yeah, they should have just played Mr. Brightside. It would have had the same effect. <laughs> to be fair, it's yeah. <laughs> just
1: Maybe. not a fan. <laughs> I have to say, I actually I don't like the um like the score that was written for the film. Oh really? It's very. They don't use it a lot, but mm. it just like kind of felt like generic drama sort of stuff. Like don't remember. I stuff. I just didn't think it was anything that interesting. I quite
0: liked it. I thought it added kind of a, an, an ethereal kind of feeling that complemented the, the look of the movie, where it is kind of this, with these warm colours. It felt like it complemented it pretty well.
2: I just wish I remembered it, because then I could have commented, but I just don't remember any of it.
0: Mm. Do you like that montage scene that uh, Which one? Diana is having? It's like this kind of montage of scenes. Oh, where she's imagining his future. Yeah, she's like, oh, if only this could happen. We don't know it. Like At first, we're like, this is actually happening. Like Steve's got his like acceptance into a university, uh, into Juilliard, and he's gone off, he's gotten his... He's got a girlfriend he's got married he's got a house or whatever he's had a baby
2: i'd never when i fir- when i uh, when I first watched it, I'd never been more upset about something not happening in a movie mm-hmm. than when I just saw it turn back round to like he's being driven into like this like firm like detention center somewhere and I'm like, wow, it's really come to this hasn't it this is, yeah. <laughs> this is what it's like I think even the it first so time depressing. I was kind of like
0: I don't think this is actually happening because, like, what no, she just like gets like this that, new not. car. Weren't you in, like, a serious amount of debt? Like, how can you pay for this? I don't think
2: uh, this is happening. Yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Why is, like, Kyla rooting. going was... with you on this, like, road trip? Like, don't she have a family?
2: <laughs> so she probably left her husband in this, like, scenario. <laughs> they probably got together in this scenario, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it.
1: Yeah, so it's a, it's a really sad ending but i it feel is. like it kind of has to happen in the story like it's the only everything one that makes kinda sense comes to a head yeah. like in the, like 10-15 minutes before that whereas like yeah steve is kind of like beyond help unless he actually like not even that he's like yeah. beyond help if he's just like by himself with die he needs like proper attention yeah otherwise I've... he's just gonna end up like repeating the same things he's doing constantly. I see
2: what you mean. I feel like it would come to that point where, um, the, like it's gotten to that point of the film where you can't really go back from that. You kind of have to realize that it's not going to be happy.
1: Yeah, well, he's kind of like screwing up everything around him. Like he he screwed over that um that lawyer that was willing to help them. So like mm-hmm. they're kind of alone in this legal battle. He like mm-hmm. he cuts his wrists in the sh- the store. Which God, was that was
2: so wasn't yeah. yeah, hard one.
0: That yeah. was like, yeah, like <laughs> I was like, why is he doing that though? I just felt like he, he kind of the weight of it all just kind of hit home for him. I felt like he felt like a failure or something. Like he, like although maybe they could have gotten on better without him, he just like wanted to take himself out of the equation. And that's when I started feeling just like really awful for him.
1: Yeah, mm. they hinted at him self harming earlier in the movie because you see, like, Di doing his washing and, like, she sees, like, these little, like, mm. strips of blood in his clothes on his arms. Aww. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now I'm more sad. Thanks for that. Sad.
0: What do you guys think you of that part roofing. where, um, yeah, I suppose, <laughs> where, like, Steve, like, straight up kisses Di, just straight up kisses his mother yeah. on the lips? It's um, weird. There's also that, that is- bit where they're dancing.
1: And he like tries to touch her up. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, there's quite this, like, a strange
2: themes everywhere. Yeah, they follow me. This was was that Oedipus? Was it? Was it, was it uh, I don't know that complex. You know where you like want to fuck your mother? Oedipus complex. That's the one. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. that's him. It. it was very. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was very much in in line with that. Yeah. <laughs> Felt very uncomfortable during those scenes.
2: Yeah, it did like especially when like um uh is it Kayla? Kyla whatever Kyla she, Kyla, yeah. Kyla. She's just like watching Steve touch up his mum and she's just like, You're an asshole and I'm like, What the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, what how the hell the hell
0: do you react to that? There's these yeah, people that you weird. don't even know. But like common courtesy, like they've invited <laughs> you into their house. Like you can't be like, What are you doing? It's, their house. it's
2: just so weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got anything else, sir? Uh,
0: um, I do like um, that scene where they take him away in the uh, like those three men. Yeah, come that out. was it mental. was filmed so well. It's like they just come in, they're just walking, and like he sees them, he's like, "Oh, okay." And then like they keep coming, he's like, "Oh fuck, they are here for me actually." So he just gets out and runs away. He starts like fighting with them. And they start like tasing him and beating him up, and then like die's just like on the floor screaming at them to stop like beating up her son it's like awful to watch
2: yeah like you, you, you see that part where um, uh, die gets out of the car and then Steve thinks nothing of it but then it's like when the penny drops is when it's like uh shit stuff's about to get real mm. now because he's like bolting out of that car he just leaves the door open and he's like nah but I also um, felt really sad. I just feel bad for Dive, right this whole film. like I just can't, I can't stop saying it because mm. like, there'll be that point where Steve will turn around and be like, I can't fucking believe you would do this to me. And she's like, what do you want me to do, mate? She's at the end of her tether here, isn't she? Like, What else yeah. is she going to do?
0: You get it. You understand. Mm. Sympathise with her a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I feel like in some ways you kind of sympathise with all these characters. You do, yeah.
2: definitely.
0: For sure. I, I, I especially really like Kyla. It was like stuttering a lot. I'm sure she's yeah. been made fun of a lot in her life for that. And like, yeah, she like goes, when to
2: Steve's like, always like, just spit it out, just yeah, yeah. say the words. <laughs> but it's then like, I feel how like they, is that? they
0: kind of like, the more time she spends with them, the, the more it like goes away. But then, like, when she's yeah. with her family, she's like at this in like the middle of the road between the two houses, her house and their house. And when she's talking to Steve, she's just like kind of fine. But then like when she has to answer her husband or her daughter, she just goes back to stuttering.
2: Yeah, I couldn't tell whether it was like a stutter from like, you know, you know, when you uh, like, I don't know, like in the King's speech where you just like stutter a lot because you're just born with a stutter or whether she was just stuttering because she was like really anxious and just was
0: Well, I said it started like a few years back, so I guess it was brought on by some sort of experience.
2: Yeah, okay, that would make sense.
1: There we, go. we good to get on ratings then?
0: Sure. I just want to mention like cool. one thing. There's like a really great <laughs> shot of um Steve in this hospital and like it's kind of filmed like he's just fine, he's on the phone. And then you know, like yeah, it no, cuts it's and great. it's like it's just this black background and it's just him in a straight jacket and there's an arm coming out of the coming into the frame oh, the f- just holding a yeah, phone in, to his head in, phone, like, yeah. and he's just high on drugs talking to he's leaving like a voice message for die it was such a really f- fantastic shot and one of the most yeah. memorable in in the movie
1: definitely i completely agree with that it's really great so we're go on we gonna rate this one out of yeah um
2: oh yeah what should we write out of oh, i think uh... Wonder Wolves. <laughs> Yeah. Cool, yeah, Wonderwall's then. Wonder yeah, Walls. let's do this. Wonder Yeah.
1: This is a really great, powerful movie. Although um I said um his film Lawrence Anyways is very controversial. I'd also recommend that I wanna check out more of the director's stuff, but I've heard it's very, very, very hit or miss, like to the point where most people seem to say this is like his only good movie. But it's a really great movie. There's a lot of talent put behind it. Great acting, writing, and directing. Yeah, I'd give it 8 Wolves out of 10. Yeah.
0: Um, now I've seen it twice. I don't think I would watch it again, to be honest. I think I've got about enough That's out of fair. it. Um, and it is a hard watch, so you've really got to be in the right mood to watch it. <clears throat> but yeah, if you haven't watched it, you probably should, because it's bloody good a bloody good one um, and yeah it looks amazing do love the soundtrack do love the music the acting is just really fantastic and you believe every line of dialogue that comes out of their mouth um, yeah I'll give it an 8 Wonder walls out of 10 also
2: hell yeah cool um, I've, I kind of knew going in that I was probably going to enjoy it the most not not uh, because I picked it and I had like a, a bias to it or anything, which makes me sound like that's what I'm saying, but that isn't actually the case. I kind of um, wanted to rewatch it because, I don't know, the second French movies came up, it was probably one of the only ones I could think of as well, <laughs> which probably didn't help. But um, yeah, I really like this film. Um, Ten Wonder Wolves out of Oasis.
0: Nice. Hell yeah. That's that then. French movies in the bag. We did it. Congratulations. To never watch again. Wow: Merci. Uh. Next episode. Cool. We've got episode 45. We've got uh, a TV show to watch. Season Indeed. 1 of Chappelle's show. So that'll be episode 45. Mm-hmm. Um, probably maybe we'll watch Cruella as well. I think we were going to watch that. The Disney one.
2: Oh, good luck to us. Okay, sure,
0: sure, sure. Why not? So stay tuned for that. We've also got our social media accounts, as always. YouTube is the Sunday Movie Marathon. Twitter is at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook is at Sunday Movie Marathon. And Letterboxd is at Sunday MM, capital S, capital MM. Thank you for listening again. Merci beaucoup. Uh, And we'll see you on the next go-round.
1: Goodbye.
3: Bye. Bye. I would like to buy a hamburger.
0: I would like to buy a
3: hamburger.